hey, if you love Roll For It, watch the cast live every week on Twitch as we continue the story. That's twitch.tv slash rollforitpod. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Roll For It, a fast-paced Dungeons & Dragons podcast with random monsters and epic adventure. Each episode, we will be encountering one of 100 monsters that our DM has compiled for us. We never know what we'll face next. Also, we'll be leveling up, meaning our characters will get very powerful very fast. Along the way, our characters will actually be going on a continuous journey that links together the entire campaign. So tune into our show if you're an experienced D&Der, brand new to role-playing games, or if you just like to hear people have fun. Who remembers what happened last time? Yeah, uh, so yeah, we uh, rolled into town and everyone's scared. They're hanging out outside the bar. There's screams and wild noises inside. And my compatriots were like, let's not go in. Let's skip it. But Mumps was like, no, we're going to go save these people because we're fucking heroes. He did that, yeah. And uh, yeah, we went in. We killed the bartender I don't who was secretly possessed. We killed way. a little girl. No, definitely a monster. Gotten to be a monster. Whatever you need to tell yourself. She had a sword. She had a sword. You can't. She was creepy. She was, she was creepy. creepy. All horror movie logic says we should have killed her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the fact that you put her there just makes you a vicious, vicious. I think we can share medium. that blame pretty evenly across the table. <laughs> Mom said, "Throw it! Throw it! Throw it!" it. Mom's I did. I, I very much insisted that that girl died. Everybody supported that decision yeah. wholeheartedly. As long as the gr- it's a group decision, you know, I think that absolves us from any wrongdoing, really. We, and then we went uh, through the trap door, found a bunch of Gumby monsters, and uh, we burned the place to the ground and fled the scene. Uh, but not wrong. Well, everybody, welcome to Roll For It, a fast-paced Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring random monsters and epic adventure. I'm here today with some cool people. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves and then your characters? Hi, my name is Amy, and I play Havilar the Dragonborn. And yeah, she has uh, a big great sword that she likes to chop people in half with. It's me, Kyle, and I play the halfling bard, Mumps. And that's all you need to know. Hi, I'm Mary-Kate, and I play the Princess Violette, who was a runaway bride, but now has slain many a monster. And I am Jake. I'm the dungeon master. I've been helping these guys along on their adventure. I guess helping sometimes and hindering, hindering other times. I would say is a definitely a factor. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. We appreciate you, Jake. Yeah. Have a piece of candy. I yeah, will. Have a, have a three-berry cake. At the direction of Deja Velenaire, Veilet's mother and Cher of Viahara, the group has been traveling north through the middle plain to reach the castle, high in the mountains. After a brief and terrifying visit to a small village on the road, the group was delighted to see, high above amongst the peaks of a vast and beautiful snowy mountainside, Castle Viahara. Even now, what could be two more days worth of difficult climbing to the top? Mumps climbs ahead, scouting a path for his mule Durbin and the rest of the party, and the Princess Veilette under the ever-watchful eye of Havilar. Also present is a young dragonborn fighter, 
Jushner. Jushna. Jushna. Jushner, I think, is what Valet calls him. You know what? I think it's close enough. Jushner. Also present, young dragonborn fighter, Jushna. Rescued yep. from the gladiatorial pit weeks ago in the city. How much t- more time do we have? Probably a couple of days. A couple of couple days. Of days, but you can't climb through the night because you're getting exhausted. Right. And I don't have night vision. True. Of course. You know, everyone else does, but, you know, I'm slowing the party down. I'm sorry. Vailette, how are you doing? I'm feeling fine now that Jushna has been carrying me most of the way. Mm. But if you were tired, I, I'm sure we could have a, a moment to relax. Personally, I was just wondering if you uh, had spoken... Are in love with Jishna? Maybe, perhaps. It's oh. hard to say. I just... Well, Vaylet, and now I that I'm a single woman, it's... Are you? you I, I'm moving on. That's good. You're a young, a young elf of some... Age. Age. Mm. You've officially let... What's his... I can't even remember. Averin? Averin. I mm. do believe that was his Whatever. name. Whatever. I don't know his name or social security number. Other social security numbers <laughs> in this world. Who's to say? You can't make him jealous if he's not here. Just saying. Mumps, what a stroke of genius. I think it's good that you're getting out and experiencing more things. You know, you Monsters always are so supportive of me. What about you? Well, when will you ever settle down with a... Um, I, they let, oh, what, I think I see something. I what? Should, oh. I need to get my great sword. But wait, oh. And then Havilar pushes forward and... And you do see something. <gasps> oh. There's a little cave ahead that would actually be good for sleeping in if you guys do want to make camp soon. If the dungeon master says it's good for sleeping, it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I found a cave. Oh. We yeah, let's go in there cuz you know, I'm I'm uh, afraid of uh, rain and I don't know if it's going to rain cuz I didn't check the weather this morning. I'll, I'll sleep next to Ajishna, I think would be appropriate. And I'll sleep in between. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mumps. I think that's a very good idea. Yes, yes, I'm short. You can talk over me. Don't worry about it. Yes, the talking. Um good, good. And have a lot. You'll sleep next to me. I'll sleep somewhere. It's I don't what see the people want. It's what... <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Anything okay, that okay. makes you feel more comfortable. That makes me feel more comfortable. Good, so. good. Also, you can start a fire if you'd like. Oh! No, I'd rather be between the, the two dragonborns. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll sandwich. Uh, yeah, you, you, Vela, you can go with Havilar and I'll cuddle Jushna. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. No, I'm between the two of them. We can all cuddle together, everyone. All Everything right, will be fine. Yeah, how, Jushna, how's that sound with you? Uh... That's me, isn't it? Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> it's like, He's been wait, awfully quiet. Where is Jushna? <laughs> well, I feel that we should have somebody keeping watch at all times. All right, mumps. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps somebody who can see in the dark. Oh, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> Jushna, go with her. Yes. Make sure that everything is okay. She's not, you know, she's a little fragile. Vailette, can you roll a perception check as you take the first watch? Yes. Okay, 18. You scout out a good way to start traveling in the morning, but you don't notice anything particularly dangerous looking. Okay. And then it would be time to wake the next person to take a shift. Probably ought to be Havilar and Mumps, and then Jushna and I can have a, a little resticle, if you will. There are no partitions in this cave. I will keep my back turned. But... I'm, we're not going to do anything. We're basically just beginning our flirtation. Vailet, don't say resticle. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, I'll go take the next watch. Mumps. Havilar, actually, both of you can make perception checks. Just disadvantage for mumps there. <laughs> so you spot a creature scaling the cliff about 200 feet away, probably. Seems like a large creature you can't really make up the shape of it because it's white or maybe covered in white fur but it's climbing very uh, quickly towards the top of the mountain mm. well uh maybe we should put out that fire and you know hunker down it's not coming towards us is it 
You're at one steep section of the mountain. It's at a different steep section of the mountain, just scaling it. Okay. Don't particularly want to get closer for any reason. No, it looks, you know, strong and scary. We'll just keep an eye on it. Should we put out the fire so we don't, you know, like, draw attention? For now, yes. Let's put out the fire. Mum heads into the cave and puts out the fire. I'm not seeing anything. I'm covering my eyes. I'm not looking. You watch as the creature climbs out of sight. And uh, then it is morning. Yeah, you guys feel pretty well rested. Hmm, my uneventful night. Well, should we head out on that trail that we saw? Yes, away from the creature that we saw. Yes, what? please. I'm sorry? You guys set out again towards the castle along that path. Mm-hmm. So the sunrise paints the sky here with a dazzling orange and pink. And before long, Veilette, your mirror begins to vibrate once again. Oh, my again. mirror. Your mother. Mummy? She seems a bit jumpy. Oh, what's wrong? Uh, more strangely, her eyes have changed color. Your eyes. To a brighter, more otherworldly blue. <gasps> they look really good. Did you have work done, Mummy? Oh, you have noticed. It's not too... Uh, do you really like it? I love it. Is there any chance that I, I could get the same treatment? I My eyes are getting a bit dull. Don't I don't think, think you need such a thing. Oh, it's a little extreme, don't you think? Shh. Also highly suspicious. Anyway, how did this happen to you? You know, I'm so proud, Veilette, that you were you made it so far. <gasps> All on your own. Well, it wasn't all on my own. My friends helped. I am sure, Veilette, that you will be a, a worthy ruler of Viahara one day. I'm sure of it. Uh, that's literally not anything that I just asked you about your eyes, though. Uh, wh- what happened there? Ma'am, what happened to your eyes? That's what I'm trying to really get at, actually, Veilette, is I think maybe you should turn back. What? Why? But, I'm, but if I'm going to rule Viahara, then I need to get to the castle. Also, we spent weeks trying to get here. Come on. The castle isn't really safe right now. Well, are you there? Yes, but... What's going on? Why isn't it safe? It's just not a safe travel for you. I wish maybe you just return in a hundred years or so. Well, a hundred years? And you're still not answering the question about the eyes. Just once we've settled in more, perhaps. Do you have any specifics you're going to tell us? Jeez, lady. (laughs) Is she only talking to Violette still? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Could I roll um, an arcana check to see if I detect anything through the mirror of like what's happened to her? Sure. Let's figure out what those eyes are doing. Uh, 13? It looks like some sort of enchantment or like a a curse or an enchantment, but definitely it's definitely a magical effect. Okay. Well, I feel like you're you're in some kind of danger. You're not answering my questions, and there's definitely something strange going on with your eyes. She says... There's some sort of creatures amongst these peaks, and they've begun to spread a disease or or something. Mm. And we're trying our best to figure it out, but just for a while, you should head back. Well, how many people are are with you? How many people are fighting with you? How many creatures are there? Does disease make you itch? Because I don't like being itchy. She kind of starts to, like, fade a little bit, like uh, losing signal here. Yeah. Bad connection. And she just says, you should head Veilette, just... Be careful, Valent. Okay. That's what you get for choosing Verizon, am I right? And then for, for a few minutes, you see her still like trying to warn you, but you can't actually mm. hear anything, and then uh, the image fades. Well, that's not a good sign. No, I don't think we can just leave them there. I think we need to go and try to rescue them and, and take back the castle. Now you're thinking like a hero. <gasps> Me? Yeah. Oh. All right, well, let's be sensible here. Let's just rush in. Mom says it all the time, and it seems to work out fine. We must have seen one of those creatures last night, Mumps. Well, there's just one that we've seen. We've been traveling for quite some time. Maybe their numbers are, are low. Perhaps we should hunt it and kill it. 
I think that's a good idea. I could go for it. We a could, new you know, do some little speak with animals. You know, get it to be like, "Hey, are you diseased? Do you have friends who are?" And what if we could do find you get a tested cure? often? Who has that ability? You, mumps? Oh, I don't. I thought you had a oh, valet. No, I can't talk with animals. Oh. What about you? So no one here can talk to animals. <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh shoot. Crap. So I guess shoot. we're killing it. Is that the consensus? Yeah, let's kill it. Okay. Yeah. Valet takes off, mump style. Okay. As the nimble one, I'm probably at the front chest checking paths, you know, making sure no rocks are slippery. And Mumps, shit. look for tracks. Can you do anything? It's a seven. Uh, you don't spot any tracks. Sorry, it's an eight. That doesn't affect it at all, does it? Never mind. As you travel up the mountain and uh, the snow is now like a couple inches deep everywhere you go, like a kind of a soft powder, you spot the creature, same creature as before. And you can see it a little better now in the daylight. It's got white fur covering its entire body. It's vaguely humanoid in shape. It's got, like, large uh, black hands and feet and sort of black horns coming from the top of its head. And it's well above you guys and seems to be climbing, like, off to the right and up. Do I see that? Horny creature? <laughs> yeah, I think. Man, that, don't say horny creature. <laughs> Moms, do you see that horny creature up there? What? Where? I don't see anything. So they point it out to you, and you see that it has stopped climbing, and its head is faced in your direction now. Oh, shit. I wave at it. Hello! No, Violet. Wait. Bonjour! It starts to uh, climb back down and towards you a little bit, but a little more slowly. Yes, because it's creeping up to murder us, and I roll my eyes and pull out my sword. I feel like it would rush us really fast because it, it knows we see it, so it's not like being sneaky. Or it's like a cat. Oh, I, I didn't think about that. It rotates its entire body so that its feet are up the mountain and its hands are down below it as it climbs. It's a very it good climber. Basically, very it's crawling Spider-Man. along wow. the mountain. I like swinging, this Swinging from uh, bits of rock, but all the while keeping its eyes on the three of you, or the four of you. Is it, is it a yeti? It's a yeti. With horns. Me, Tarzan. And I will you show you a yeti. picture of it. What we see is a giant ape-like creature, silverback gorilla face and teeth, big giant hands with claws at the end, with, indeed, very long spirally horns. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad creature. Uh, by now, it's probably about 400 feet in approaching. Um, idea. Let's give it Durbin as a sign of respect and see if it eats it. Yeah. No, we need we need no. to use him. We're not okay. using to Durbin as bait. But it's an interesting okay. idea. Yeah, yeah. Just thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Should I just blast it with like a fireball? That would be a bad idea. Oh. I so now just it's about de- three hundred feet from you guys. <laughs> Oh, well, maybe let's, we let's should make a decision. No, that we can just sit tight and we should try talking to it and then we'll see How what close is it now? 200 feet. Yeah, let's, let's blast us. Let's blast Oh, come on, guys. Oh, come on. No. What if it's a Yeti child and we kill it again and it's innocent? Oh, my God. What I'm having it's... PTSD. Oh, my God. Mumps. We both slap mumps. <laughs> Same time. Yep. <laughs> Jushna says, uh, guys. What? <laughs> Any points? And uh, you can't see the Yeti anymore. Oh, okay, good. It's gone. Let's go. Who stopped watching it? Quiet. No one was watching it. No one saw where it went. Jishna, why'd you take your eyes off it? Come on, man. I was trying to follow it, but then you were all yelling and I... Jishna, you really need to learn to kind of have your your own own voice. man. We're doing our thing. And and have a voice for yourself, okay? Can you contribute to the team, please? Kind of be with us, sense when we're in trouble. Things like that would be helpful. I don't know He says, I'm I'm sorry, and he just bows his head. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Can I... I, I have augury. What, did, what does that do? And can I tell the future? You can uh, 
ask your ancestors if you spend a minute and like roll some a some minute. old bones whether a particular thing is going to go well or bad. I, w- I would like to begin that process now. If we stay here, will things go well? I'm rolling the bones. What do you guys want to do while uh, Havilar kind of takes a knee and starts gathering a bunch of bones? Are there large rocks around? Perhaps one's mumps is small enough to hide behind. You guys are on like a path that winds up the mountain, so you were right at a point where you were going to turn around and start going the other way. 20 feet up from down here is another sort of ledge, and 20 feet up again. Uh, along the way, you can hide on the cliffside, or there's also occasionally trees and things to, to hide behind. Well, I would love to hide in the branches of a tree stealthily, just in case the Yeti tries to sneak attack us. So right. I'd like to roll for stealth. Go ahead. What if the Yeti's in the tree? Then it's gonna get fucked up, so it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna, gonna meet my blade. And I rolled a natural <laughs> one. It is a one. I, Uh-oh. I have no. I mumps. You uh, scale up this, uh, this easy to climb tree. It's got low branches and everything. Uh, you realize about halfway up that it's a little bit uh, wobblier than you, than you first thought. You kind of crack through a branch beneath you, and the whole tree actually falls over. Luckily, up the mountain instead of down it. Oh, joy. And when you land on the ground, you roll over and you are at the mouth of a cave, the ceiling of which is blackened with soot. And while you lie there on your back and you're looking up above you into the cave, you see two large blue eyes begin to approach you from the darkness. Violet's mom blue. (gasps) Violet's mom blue. And uh, everybody should roll initiative. Oh, man. Sorry, guys. Uh, Mumps, what do you do? Hi, I'm Mumps. You have a real lovely cave. This is a real swell place you got here. Wow. Can I can I keep talking and roll for persuasion to see if I can, like, kind of befriend it or at least prove that I'm not a threat? Like, kind of... Yeah, sure. You can roll a persuasion check, and I will give you disadvantage. Oh, great. Why? Because you do not share language with it. Ah, oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Look at this cave. I got to tell you what. I really love what you're doing with the place. The feng shui is like bouncing off the cave walls, as some might say. Is that a futon made out of bears? I love it. Wow, that's so... And that fire pit. Is that real quartz? I can't tell. Maybe it's marble. I don't know my stones. You do hear pretty heavy thumping noises as it's walking on all fours because this creature as it approaches uh, into the light its head is massive it's much larger than the first creature that you saw and it almost fills the entire circumference of the cave just for my own brain so imagine that i am rudolph and it is the abominable snowman is that approximately the height difference we're going for here um it's nearly 20 feet tall if wow. it, once it stands up. A halfling compared to this giant yeti, I'd be like a chihuahua. Yeah. It's a little pet <laughs> chihuahua. And looking at you with this vacant expression, and it stands all the way up, finally just tower over you 20 feet tall as you lie on the ground at its feet, it releases a terrible roar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Left my Pepto-Bismol at home. I'm going to add effects to that in post. Great. <laughs> you can just tell that it's hostile. We're going to default to our good friend, Confusion. <laughs> Yay, our good trusty idea. companion. All right. Good idea. Cast away. You're going to have to roll a wisdom saving throw greater than 16. Now let me just see if there's anything that lets me hit undo on my die roll. No, there's not. In there its isn't. abilities. <laughs> no, I got a one. 
Yes. So I what? wasn't I wasn't super close. You're so confused. You can't even <laughs> feel your hands. I don't know. I'm it's so... ro- it's mid roar. So, you know, I'll just take a step back and I'll be like, guys, get the f up here! Oh my god. <laughs> Alrighty, so where am I in relation to the cave? Yeah, so you are 20 feet below. Okay. If you take your whole turn, then yeah, you could climb up right to the ledge. Okay, I think I'm going to like uncheese that dope sore that I have now. And like, yeah, let's do that. So with some difficulty, you manage to make your way all the way to the top and like roll over onto the top of the ledge next to Mumps there. The Yeti is going to- Right away, confusion. Confusion. It gets to roll to see what happens. All right, what's a five? The creature does not move or take actions this turn. That's what I expected, okay. (laughs) This fucking spell. (laughs) Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I need 17 wisdom to get out of this, right? You do. I got a 16. (laughs) Havilar, you hear a roar. Similar to the crazy, loud, super scary one that I did earlier. Mm Mm-hmm but it's slightly less scary than that. And uh, you glance over and you see that same Yeti that you saw earlier. It's probably about like nine feet tall. And it leaps down from a ledge to your left. And now it's about 10 feet away from you. It gazes at you and as it does so, its eyes light up bright blue. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. It's not what's happening. 20. You're safe from it, but it reaches you and swings two large claws. From the wound that appears, you feel a chill which you resist because of your cold resistance. So this beast is basically now standing between you and the path up the mountain. Okay, uh, I'm going to go into a rage! Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, I think it's left best. I think we should hear it as well. I don't... <laughs> I love it. Violet's like so jealous she can't go into a rage. <laughs> you can rage if you like. Really? It just won't benefit you. Okay, I'm going to rage later. She's like, I'll rage too. I'm going to rage. And then I would like to take my sword and slash its arm off. Mm. 26. So your first swing with your greatsword does slash into the creature's arm and uh, sprays red blood all over the snowy mountainside. For my second attack, I'm going to come back the other way and slice at its eyeballs because those eyes need to be taken out. Alrighty. Easily. So the creature's not that nimble. 14. Another 14 damage. So it raises its hands up to protect its face and you slash into each of its forearms. Do you have the bones told me? Mm-hmm. No, I guess not. You could Although probably I finish think the process. Maybe. Just I think maybe. 
we have our answer. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious <laughs> by now. Okay. Oh. There's some bad. Yeah. There's some bad coming. <laughs> it's just a frowny face. <laughs> <laughs> Everything makes it just a perfect frown. Yeah, so I'm near I'm near the confused one. How far am I from the non-confused Yeti? Really only about 25 feet from it because you can look over the cliff and see oh, cool. it below you. All right, in that case, I'm going to peek over the edge and I'm using my cantrip Vicious Mockery on the Yeti that is hmm. attacking Havilar. Interesting. So basically what happens, uh, I unleash a string of insults laced with enchantments and uh, 2d4 psychic damage and gain disadvantage on your next attack roll. <laughs> I got I got a twenty wisdom. Oh man. Not okay, natural. so my vicious mockery does absolutely jack. It looks up at you and snarls. Like that. I know. Should I actually insult it or should I just be like Sure. I feel like mumps would insult it. Yeah, you your claws are so dull when when you rub them across a chalkboard, I don't hear anything. <laughs> I don't think that worked, guys. It's really not I don't think it knows what a chalkboard is. I'll say I'll stand equidistant between the ledge and the creature, which I think keeps me out of its attack range, I okay. think. And then it is Veilette's turn. All right, so I am on the ledge. I want to use Agonazer Scorcher. Whoa. It's a roaring flame 30 feet long and five feet wide that emanates off of me in any direction I choose. So I want to try to scorch this bad boy. All right. So you failed the save, so you'll take 3d8 of damage. If it's fire damage on a snow yeti, Nine. maybe we get some type of bonus. 12. The fire erupts right from the icy stone and scorches the yeti. Confused yeti? Oh, I feel kind of bad, but also yeah. not. It cries out in fear. It immediately snaps out of its confusion as like a reaction to this. And then it looks at you just as angry as it is. It seems to be afraid of the fire. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll just stay where I'm at. You see it just lowering its head, ready to just charge at you. And then on its turn, it's going to do that. Oh, gosh. Great. Okay, that's cool. Still got some flames burning around its chest, and it beats them off as it... (laughs) Don't say beats them off, Jake. <laughs> it opens its mouth wide and a gust of frigid air, ice and cold just, it basically breathes really hard on you guys. Nasty. I hate, this is like a Chicago thing real quick, out of character. I hate when you're on the train and there's a man who's taller than you standing above you and you're really close and he's breathing with his mouth open on you. His breath uh, always smells like ham. It's uh, terrible. I'm it's, imagining this is a similar. It's similar to that, but, yeah. the, but, but it's cold. <laughs> Six rolls? 39 damage you each take, uh, cold damage. That is over half my health, I am bloodied. I have six hit points left, but I will say that the frozen effects have done a lot for my complexion. I look better than And that's than the ever. end of the big guy's turn. The other Yeti down by Havilar is going to attack you, and its first swing is actually going to crit you. Oh, and I'm raging, so it's ha- oh, yeah. half slashing. So from Making... the crit, you only take five damage total. Mm-hmm. Well, what's Jishner doing? Just sitting around? Yeah. Where is Jishner? He's been in this fight for how many turns now? <laughs> he sucks. Two? Jushna, can you please help out with something? For the love of God, Jushna, do something. All right, Jushna's going to run up and make a reckless attack. He's going to roll a 20. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Redemption is very sweet. With his great axe, Jushna runs up to your side, Havilar, and, and just cuts him good right across the chest, and then he like turns to you with like a big smile. Your turn, Havilar. Ha ha And then it's your turn, Havilar. <laughs> oh, it is. Then I just take my great sword, and I am bolstered by Jushna's ferocious appetite and slice into the Yeti's neck. All right. You managed to actually cry out in fury and slash the thing across its neck. The Yeti's head just flies off to the left and the Yeti 
falls down to the ground with a thud. I clap Trishna on the back and say, Come, friend, there is more to be slain! And I, I rush it. up to the other folks. Alrighty. On my way! Mumps is up. Yeah, I'm a little torn. I'm gonna phone a friend. Should I try confusion again? Or... Maybe choose a different tactic, like make myself invisible and keep stabbing it. Stabbing? That does help. But it could maul you. It could accidentally step on me. Yeah. You're a tiny baby. Do the invisible one. <laughs> I am a fan. I was about to say, he doesn't confusion. want me to do confusion. But that's You the know that I hate confusion. All right, here we go. I cast greater invisibility, and I make Mumps vanishes. myself Mumps. invisible. Oh, no. Run behind the creature, take out my rapier, and stab it right in its little booty hole. Oh, right in the butthole. That's so specific. And it's so sad. And make your attack roll with advantage because you are invisible. I'll go for the butthole. Why not? Because it's a, it hurt me. I'm in a rage. Not really, but. <laughs> Everyone in the party Everyone is in a rage now. Oh, that oh. 20, that 20, oh. Not the first roll, but that second roll because of advantage. Valet, you see mumps vanish and then you see just uh, blood from between the Yeti's legs. Oh no, it's butthole. You're not sure where it came. <laughs> your butthole and then bleeding. it is your turn. I would like to do a wall of fire from the ground up on top Just of right the yeti. It? Yep, right through it. Okay. Twenty feet high, full yeti, one foot thick. It has taken fifty-two damage as the That's fire right. engulfs the entire thing in flames, and it screams. Rah! You're not sure whether it's rage or terror. Can I move? Yes, you can. I want to move like really far away, <laughs> like away from this. All right. As you move, it frantically tries to swing at you, mm -hmm. but it is going to have disadvantage because of the fire. So I actually rolled a 17, uh -oh. which will hit. Spiritual shield. You're gonna shield me with your yes. spirit? Oh, Havilar, you're running up and you see the Yeti with its sharp claws against Valet, and you, you hurl your spirit dragon at it. So you would have taken nine slashing damage, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. seven of it is taken away, so Two gets through and kind of slashes into your back. And then you take... <laughs> really erotic. Then you feel this ice Yeti. sort of just like growing through your back. And <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Everyone was listening. And you take so seven sorry. cold damage. Seven? Seven. seven I thought cold. I was... I'm dead. I'm dying. You, uh, At least it feels good. You fall unconscious. For sure. <laughs> Bailet! Yeah, Havilar, you see claw marks on her back and they're just like filled with ice and she seems not to be breathing up there. Yeah, dead or something. Not on my watch! As that happens, the flame dissipates because what? she loses oh. concentration. Oh, shoot. Oh, no. So the Yeti turns around all the way, <laughs> stomping on the stone, and it doesn't see whoever stabbed it in the butt. <laughs> Butthole. But it does see a dragonborn running up the cliff, so it's going to sprint at you. 27 hit you? Yeah. I thought it might. I don't. The Yeti thunders towards you and slashes across your chest for 11 damage. 11. All right. And then it faces you with its full form and screams in your face. How big is it to me? It's about like 19 feet tall. Okay. So it's so it's very large. Yeah, it's definitely double your it's height. Uh, Jushna is going to run up and he hits. Jushna just cuts into one of its thighs again. Okay. I'm just going to attack the same wounded leg. Natural 20. Nice. So you attack the same leg that has been stabbed and swung a battle axe at it, so roll your damage. 25, 28. So with this, he sort of falls over onto his side, okay. giving you advantage on your next mm. swing. Yes. All right. 
but I could like take my greatsword and try to slice his head off. You That's what try. I would like to do. Heavy damage from Havilar this this round. Nice. She's so upset because yeah. I've, I've passed out. All right, so you slash down at it. You slash like into the side of its face, but it's still maybe not so well, but definitely alive. Mumps, you are up. Yeah, okay. I'll go ahead and I'll run up to Veilet. I'll cast Cure Wounds on Veilet. Seven. Plus eight, wow, great. 15 plus five, that's 20. She gets 20 health points. Veilet, you wake up. You feel like a maybe a tiny hand on your back, but you don't <laughs> see who it belongs to. How many hit points do I get then, 20? Yep. Whoa, that's yeah. almost more than yeah. I had to start out with. <laughs> Just, you know, stay low and cast spells from a distance. Don't get any closer. Okay, bye. Can I use telekinesis? I want to move the creature up to 30 feet in any direction. Or off a cliff. Well, that's what I was going to do, is throw him <laughs> off the cliff. Use the force. I use, my, I use the force. You look down the slope, and you see the creature lying there between the two dragonborns. So this is a contest. So yep. it's your ability check against its strength. My spell casting ability. It is. What'd you get? 15. What'd I get? Oh, 20. 20. So you, you tap into your sorcery points and mm-hmm. try to empower the spell and lift the thing, but it's just too big. And I also need you to roll for your wild magic surge. I was going to ask about that. 17. 17? That's not, nothing crazy happens. Uh, nothing ever crazy <laughs> happens with my wild magic. Not yet. Not Do yet. I even really have it, or has this been a lie the whole time? So you stay on the ground there. Okay. I mean, I just did have a near-death experience. It's been it's been a rough yeah, day. You're getting it She's back. She's recovering. The big giant scary yeti stands up and towers over the two dragonborns once again. It glances at Jushna, and you see Jushna's eyes bright up uh, with blue. Jushna! He's like completely frozen in his tracks. Not Jushna. He takes 25 damage. I'm gonna check and make sure he's alive. How many health points does Jushna have? So then he just turns right away from Jushna and to you, and he swings his gigantic claws. Because you're still raging, right? Yeah. You take 12 more damage as it slashes into you twice. I'm gonna, I wanna stab at its eyes. All right. So I will. Oh, cool. It's just a 13 again. So. Your first swing, he sort of ducks out of the way, and your second one, his huge hand just grabs at your arm and just stops the sword from reaching any nearer its face. I mean, this guy's gotta almost be dead, right? He's halfway there. Halfway? He's halfway there. He's at least halfway. How did we kill the other one so quickly? It was smaller. So I'm gonna run 25 feet closer. Vicious mockery. My little cantrip. Cause that works so well. I got a so nat well. 20 on the saving throw. Is that what I got last time against it? It's like the second time you've like said such mean stuff and nothing <laughs> happened. You're so tall that when you play basketball, Yao Ming makes fun of you for being unusual. It's just fighting Havilar. It ignores you completely. Veilet, now you see it towering over with its arms raised twice the height of Havilar and ready to slam down on her. I want to do magic missile. I'm going to create three glowing darts of magical force. I want to do it as a fifth level spell. Seven magic missiles. So roll seven d4s. First spell you cast in this campaign to kill the rat thing. It was. Let's see if I can... 15. 22 total. Yep. They come from my hand. I want one to hit eyeball. Eyeball. Chest. Crotch. Butthole. (laughs) Two more spots. Okay. Left temple, right temple. All right. Perfect. Your magic missiles, they spiral around towards them. They dodge around Jushna and twirl around Havilar and all strike at the same time in all those places. That's it? That's so sad. 
pretty good. Okay. Right. I mean, I did get its butthole. It was for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So the thing sort of clutches its face and its head, and uh, one of its eyes is a lot screwier than the other one. It seems like it's really, really hurt, barely clinging to life. He's going to scream and swing one claw at you, Havilar. Oh, my God. It's a natural 20. Oh. <laughs> 19 damage. Shit. Still up? Two points left. Yeah. He's going to turn from you and start running towards Veilette. Okay, I swing. So you swing, but it's thick hide. It just kind of bounces off of the back of its foot. So it runs 40 feet towards you, Veilette, and then it stares at you with big, scary blue eyes, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Natural 20. Natural 20. Critically fight it off, so that puts it at Havilar's turn again. Is it Jushna's turn? He stays put. Oh, man. Oh, he's frozen. That's right. Yeah. His eyes are wide open and glowing blue. Yeah, let me move 30 feet closer. Alrighty. And throw two javelins. Make your attack rolls. And... Both of them hit, just barely. Ooh. So as you're still raging, you scream at each javelin you throw. Mm-hmm. The yeti is just... Oh, screaming up towards the sky. One of the javelins just pierces right through its chest. <gasps> and it screams out, and then the other one pierces right through the back of its head <gasps> and out in the center of its two eyes. And it fights to stay on its feet. Looks a little confused for a moment, and then it falls over with a heavy thud. <sighs> when you guys look around you after, while you're catching your breath, you see dozens of yetis have gathered on the no. cliffside. No, they haven't. <laughs> Yeah. Are they they clapping and praying? (laughs) (laughs) They seem to be watching you, and then they they all sort of collectively start to turn and uh, climb away. Away from away from you all. Uh, Jushna's eyes go right back to their original color. Did we kill it? Well, no, Jushna. We didn't kill it. We killed it. You watched. You were there. Jushna, get with it. I struck it in the leg. You're right. Oh, now you remember what happened. Jushna, Jushna, thank you, you did so a great job. job. You're really, really... We, you're you're, just you're just a, a part of this team just like any one of us. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> angrily says. <laughs> There's something that I would like to say. Yes, Valet? I We've been on this journey for such a long time, and I've had these feelings bubbling up inside me, even though my wild magic this has, no, has never come to full fruition. The wild magic I feel for you is grows stronger every day. Valet, perhaps we could just... No, it needs to be said here. So you were just using Jushna last night? You decided to switch to Havilar in the morning? Well, you suggested that perhaps with Jushna, Havilar would be jealous. What? No, you said something about jealousy. You said, Oh, no, making your your ex-fiancé... Who cares about him? Exactly, that's what I was saying. It's always been Havilar. Oh, that, well, okay. Have I said too much? You've said a lot. Would you say that Veilette is getting emotional right now? Yes. <laughs> She's pretty, been to the brink of death serious. several times over now, and I think she really does. She does have feelings for Havilar. Could for she roll a life. D100 for me real quick? Oh, God, now I'm scared. What have I done? So as you are sort of going through the speech, uh, you feel your feet leave the ground. <laughs> you are... <gasps> You're flying. Havilar, look what my love for you has done. Violet, come down from I there. I can't, and I don't hate it. Can I fly up to the yetis and then don't charm them perhaps, all? Perhaps we'll stay away from the yetis. I don't know if we can survive. We could. It would be good if we had a yeti army going into whatever we're headed into. Well, I how... want a yeti, yeti army, Jake. <laughs> we can look into it. He said yes. Yes and <laughs> me. 
How high are you floating? I think I go as high as I can, and then I look around to see if I can see Castle Viahara. You do. It's actually, from this height, you can see it's probably only like maybe a half an hour if you keep climbing at the pace you guys were going. You, and you guys, reach the gates. Castle Viahara is only a half an hour. If we keep at the pace that we're still going, we can reach the gates. Huzzah! Oh, thank God. Let's get out of here. I'll meet you there. Well, so as you like turn and say, I'll meet you there, uh, you just start to sink. Oh, oh no. You recognize these as the effects of the levitate spell, basically. Once it fades, you're just going to sink down. As we start walking, could I do um, a persuasion? I mean, I told her how I felt. It was not eloquent because I was giggling as Mary Kate, but I feel like Vela, Vela was very true and passionate. Yes, but I am concerned for Vela's mental health at the moment. It seems that she's been I've on the been brink of... I've been taking my Lexapro. Of brink I was going to say, if she's going to have a Florence Nightingale syndrome, you'd think it'd be for the guy who keeps saving her ass, but whatever. Is Mumps jealous? <laughs> wow. No, I, just think, I think you know, Three's company Give scenario. Give credit where credit's due is what I'm saying. Well, no, you know. I thank you for your help and your service and your dear, dear friendship, but I thought you and Durbin were together. <laughs> Durbin is just a good friend of mine and a mule. A goddamn animal. He's handsome, okay? He's a handsome mule. Uh, guys. Oh, hey, just no. Sorry I led you on. I was just trying to make Havilar a little... He, he points past you guys. Probably like 100 feet of snow separates you from the front gates. The castle. We'll approach with a little more caution. Perhaps we should do some some perception and arcana checks. That would be wise, I think. We'll have a discussion of our game plan moving forward, being as Valen's mother has the glowing eyes. I'm a little concerned about that point now that you bring it up. It is concerning. We might have to kill her. That was very glib. Wow. Mm, no, I've changed. I've changed. Yeah, is hardened. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's going through a transformation. I know, no. did, I hear, why, did I hear something about a perception or an archive? I know what yes. I want. Yes. <laughs> okay. Mumps, you noticed that at all of the typical places for guards, which you actually remember from the last time you were here. There are no guards. I think they're on a coffee break. Or there's something more sinister going on. I'm going to go ahead and draw... Havilar's embrace, which is what I've named my sword. <laughs> I puff up my chest a little bit. Because it's cold and sharp. <laughs> because it's powerful and beautiful. I feel like I feel like we shouldn't just go in. I feel like we should sneak in. I agree. I ha- I'm I'm pretty sneaky, you know, not gonna lie. I've got little feet and it don't make much noise. Alright, go ahead and make a stealth check. Alright, alright, here we natural 20 all right natural 20 so you get yourself like real low and you pull your cloak over and it's got snow all over it and you're like (laughs) blend into the the floor (laughs) and you start to crawl your way forward but you trigger something a natural 20 doesn't keep me from triggering something oh my lord it keeps you from being detected by everything except for the magic glyph that you actually kind of step over that'll do it and up ahead of you about 10 feet fire erupts and it just creates an entire wall of these bonfires between you and the castle you guys lose sight of mumps because he was so stealthy but (laughs) you assume he died in the the flame (laughs) no mumps oh gods why I'm okay. Don't worry about me. I'm okay. That was scary, but I'm okay. Is there nowhere we can enter? Yeah, you got any like wine cellars with hidden back doors or something, or what, what's up? Um, yes, there were there were many tunnels at Castle Viahara. In fact, I know exactly where one is now, right, Jake? So we'll go there. Perhaps I can use my cold breath to carve a path through the fire. Or perhaps my control flames would come in handy. Ooh. Ooh. Let's be teammates and lovers. 
they lit. I've changed. This has been a big deal. It does put out the fire for long enough for you guys to step past the barrier mm-hmm. and uh, into this secret passage. And both of you actually know about, because Havilar, you would know the ins and outs of the... Yes. how I used to how sneak out and get crazy. Sure enough, you, you make your way into the cellar and you hear voices from ahead in the corridor. It sounds like it's uh, elvish, people speaking elvish. Mm. Do you understand elvish? Well, I mean, I could just remember what they say and come back and ask for a translation via Vailet. Please try it. <laughs> it doesn't seem likely, Mumps. I, I, um, I, I, could be, I could be kind of sneaky. Maybe I should go listen. Not very stealthy. Do you guys remember the name of the woman who started to float away and then Mumps sort of... Dorcas? Dorcas. Oh, my Lord. Oh, Dorcas. Dorcas. Oh, Dorcas. Yes. Bless her soul. Yeah, her so, was on a roll. So, Veilette, you sort of, you sort of just kind of bump into like a, oh. a vase oh. while Oops. you're turning the corner, and you look and you see it's a couple of maids. What do we call them? Maids, chambermaids, maids. Maiden One of them glances at you, and it's Dorcas, and she says, "Veilette, how Lady are you in waiting here? number four, is that you? I haven't seen you since the wedding day. Yes. Well, I, I've returned home to, to try to find out what's going on. Dorcas, what can you tell us? Well, the shrame has to see you. Uh, well, not not at the moment. Uh, first, we need to get an idea of what's happening here. We're, we're kind of here on a secret mission. Can I uh, persuade Dorcas to come chat with us and tell us everything of what's going on that she knows? Yes, you can. Is Dorcas with somebody? Yeah, Dorcas is with another lady in waiting. Morcus. <laughs> okay, Dorcas, I want to persuade Dorcas and Morcus to come with us and tell us what's been going on. You have advantage. Is her name really Morcus or did you Natural 20. They tell you that it's been years that we've been, that since we've seen you, uh, 15 years, I think. And I must look amazing. It was hard at first uh, with the yetis everywhere, but we, you know, put up the fire defenses. They never really bothered us after that. And it's been kind of hard to be like trapped in the castle. But the shame would he has to see you. Marcus, how's how's the syphilis doing? Are you doing better with are things going better with, with Marcus? That? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so not good. Is that all she said? Marcus was never one for words. She was nonverbal. That's that's a positive sign. (laughs) Jake just did like a really lovely Mm. eye acting. Um, Before we move on, I'm curious about the share. Yes, my mummy. She seemed different. Um, Mostly her eyeballs. Make an insight check, both of you. Are they still speaking (laughs) Elvish? Am I still not? (laughs) Fifteen. I still have no idea what's going on. I got a fifteen too. I would love if they switched to common. I think your father should tell you about that and you guys just get the sense that like something bad happened to Vailette's mother she they seem honest okay their eyes aren't icy blue perhaps we should go to my father well if you think that is best Vailette then I will follow your lead Mm. all right all right take us to the shrame all right so the three of you find him in the throne room where he is uh, sort of going over some things with his counsel. Dorcas calls out, my lord, I'm sorry to interrupt, but she's like shaking what with about excitement. Marcus? Marcus <laughs> is, is her hands on her hips and she's like, mm. <laughs> I want to see you play both Dorcas and Marcus someday. When you see your father and he sees you, he's completely shocked. How have you returned to us? I say, father, I am now Violet, slayer of rats, lover of dragon women and friendship to all children related to mumps. And I come to you after a long journey to come and rescue everybody at Castle Viahara along with my strong and brave heroic compatriots you see before you now. I have sexually awakened, Father, and nothing can stop me now. 
I, I clear my throat uncomfortably. <laughs> so you've reached probably like 10 feet away from him. Mm-hmm. He approaches you and he holds out his arms for a hug. I return the hug. Oh, father. It's I'm a good scared. hug. You don't remember the last time your father has actually hugged you. He's never really been oh, like a... Affectionate man. Is there an ulterior motive? No, don't be ridiculous. Your mother never had a doubt that you'd return, I must say. Speaking of my mother, where is she? Your mother died of the hunter's gaze. A curse of sorts passed from the yetis. Did you take the mountain up here? How did you... Reach us. We didn't counter them when we slayed them. I will slay them all if it is to avenge my mother. We stabbed them in the booty hole. Yeah. All of them? Two of them. The big one. We killed killed the big one. And he like glances back at the council and they're like, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you've ended it. The the disease, the curse. Oh, well, that's good. Well, at least we saved Jushna then. It's incredible. What would happen is if you caught the hunter's curse, you would sort of die slowly. It wasn't a horrible death because with magic, your symptoms weren't too bad, but it was just eventually you died. And that's how your mother went 15 years ago. Who have we been talking to? Unless time is different here. Do elves experience time in a linear fashion, like dragonborns and halflings? No, time is a construct, and clearly this place is enchanted. We've been speaking with the sheriff through this magic mirror. Vailette, produce the magic mirror. Yeah, let your dad... I don't know what you're talking about, Havilar. She's just talking about my normal mirror, Father, this one. The compact I used to put on my Maybe It's Maybelline. (laughs) But uh, the two of you are rewarded as well for service to the royal family and, and for slaying the yetis. You're both going to be knighted, given medals of the highest honor that the people here can offer. Havilar, you're offered your old position of royal guard, even though it's been almost 20 years since the castle has moved to these people, whereas to you it's been a couple of months maybe. Mumps, you're invited to be the designated bard of the royal hall. What happened to What's-His-Face? He's here, too. the hunter's gaze. Oh, yeah, I get to be his boss now? There's going to be, like, this big feast, and your father, Vailette, takes you aside and says, You know, I never knew what I was doing here. Your mother ran this place, really. As she grew sicker, I grieved. She had to take care of me more than I did her. And she gave me the strength and the knowledge to rule, but it truly has been hard without her. And I wonder if you would join me in protecting and governing our people. Rule together with me as equals, and I will teach you all that she taught me, and perhaps in time you will be as great a leader as she was. I don't require an answer now, but please think it over, and and he places a hand on your shoulder and gives you just like a small, loving smile, and he walks away. I don't need to think it over. (laughs) He he stops. I accept. You three are visiting Vailet's mother's grave later that night. Why did you not want me to tell your father about the magic mirror? I just think that none of us can trust anyone truly anymore. I've lost a lot of my innocence along the way, and it's just something I think we should keep between us. Do you think it will speak again? Where was your mother speaking from? I have no idea. It's a mystery that we'll need to solve. And are we leaving the castle here? Are we, ju- are we just, it's just here forever? Well, you know, this isn't a terrible place to live. It's a little chilly, but I, I think if Faye we can Wilds. grow crops and, you know, maybe not anger the yetis, I think it's going to be a good time. If the castle left the Wild, that must mean that the Wild is still in grave danger. 
everyone who wasn't a part of the castle is still in grave danger as well. Yeah, Mumps, what about your family? Yeah, I feel uncomfortable staying here playing music when I know they're, you know, in, in like, danger. I mean, they're, they're not fighters like me, you know. They're not, they're, they, they're not heroes because, you know, they, they bake. I should probably go back. You're probably right. There aren't many heroes in this world like you, Mumps. At least we need to find out what is threatening the Wild because it could soon threaten our world here as well. We have many decisions to make. Well, let's sleep on it for one night. I think we deserve that. Reconvene with a hearty breakfast tomorrow. And... Yeah, we'll take a long rest, and, you know, I'll go see Durban, and maybe you two can sort your shit out, whatever this is. Mumps, you head to bed. You've got this whole room for yourself now. It's a royal palace room, and it's big and beautiful. I got to eat real food. I got to take a nice, long, hot bath, and I'm sleeping in a real bed. Durbin's in the little little thing right off to the side in my room, and not in some cold stables. Oh, it's great. It's really great. I head back to my old room, my head full of thoughts, my heart heavy and light. I worry about leaving my father, who I know isn't nearly as bright as my mother was, but my friends want to go save the Feywild and all the other problems of these worlds. And then right before I close my eyes to sleep, I, with saddened thoughts, think about Havilar. Before going to bed, I tuck in Havilar's embrace next to me in case anything should attack in the night. So as you tuck in your greatsword, you hear your mirror start to vibrate. Oh, fuck. Okay, all right, I get up, I get up, and I go over to it. You see your mother's face, and she says, Velet, what happened? I'm at the castle. I've heard about your death. So I die, then? You do, unfortunately. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you. She looks a little taken aback. She sort of takes it in stride, and she says, well... So how did you make it through the Yetis, then? I died, almost, uh, but I was saved by my friends, great heroes, who helped me along the way. We we killed a small Yeti, and then we killed their leader, and... And you made it to the castle? We did. I am so sorry that I wasn't there to greet you. It's okay. We were greeted by a lot of happy people. The disease is now cured, and although you are gone, you are not forgotten. Well... I think I have a little while left in me, so maybe we can still chat from time to time. We are separated by, it sounds like, 16, 17 years. Yes. Uh, The scholars here tell me that traveling from the Feywild can be difficult like that. But uh, you are safe, and I'm sure that my death won't be too bad, so don't worry about that. I was told it was very peaceful and beautiful to behold. That's comforting to hear. Out of the corner of your eye is where... Havlar used to just basically be the guard of your bedroom door, and you could actually see where she was standing, Mm -hmm. but there's nobody there. Havilar. I have gone outside into the courtyard, and there's a blizzard swarming around me, and I'm rolling the sack of bones with runes carved into them to ask my dragon ancestors what is waiting for us in the Feywild, and I cast them. And you look and try and get a reading, and then you feel your chest pulled forward as the blurred form of a spectral dragon seems to be drawn from you and out into the night sky. The spirit sinks into the snow about 20 feet ahead of you and vanishes as quickly as it appeared. Moments later, a shape appears to grow out of the powder. It grows larger and sprouts wings, taking the form of a dragon, 30 feet tall and just as long. 
though you still feel a sense of familiarity and kinship with this creature as you have during your battles with it, you suddenly feel a chill in your spine as it speaks. What was your question again? Oh, uh, uh, it was something like, uh, what is waiting for us in the Feywild? The dragon lowers its enormous head to your height. Its face still glows with a spectral light as flakes of snow fall off of it like dust. And it smiles eerily before it speaks again. Terrible, terrible things, my child. Um, let me just say thank you for listening to our first ten episodes of Roll For It, which have been a hell of a time. Everybody did a great job, and uh, we'll see you next time, folks. Bye, everybody. Roll For It. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, this is DM Jake. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. We can't tell you how much we appreciate your support. If you want more adventures from these characters, we're continuing the story live each week on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash rollforitpod. Tune in to watch the cast take on levels 11 through 20 and interact with us as we play. You can catch sessions you might have missed on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rollforitpod. See you there.